Welcome back to Vulcan Hello, the Incomparables uh, Star Trek Discovery Flashcast. I almost forgot what we were as I was introducing it. I'm Scott McNulty, joined as always by Jason Snell. Jason, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing really well, um, and I might uh, sit on a tropical island and drink a, a space cocktail later. Maybe. Well, if I were rich, I'd be sipping jippers on a beach, Jason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a jipper is. It's a it's that drinky drinks it, at the end. A, I guess so. I did Google jipper to see if it was an actual drink, but I think it's they just made it up. Yeah, uh, and it like, sounds funny. It's like a fizzbin. Exactly. And so, Jason, you let the cat out of the bag. Yep, uh, I did. We're talking about uh, the final, fourth and final short trek that came out just yesterday. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, it may not have. But uh, as we're recording this just yesterday, uh, called... The Escape oh, Artist. The, the Escape Artist. Thank you, Jason. See, this is, this is why it's uh, uh, two people. Yeah. Because uh, I can't remember the details. Teamwork. And this one is uh, directed by Rain Wilson and uh, stars uh, Rain Wilson as Harry Mudd. Everybody's f- favorite Star Trek uh, ruffian, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't he's not really a ruffian. Yeah. He's a scoundrel. He is a scoundrel. He is a... He is a uh, uh, I was just watching the last scene in I Mud where uh, Captain Kirk says to Harry Mud, um, "We'll leave you here as an example of a human <laughs> failure." And I thought, "Ooh, that's really harsh." <laughs> like, <laughs> but fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Captain Kirk, uh, not a big fan of Harry Mud. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I was thinking, I was thinking about that because that, of course, is an episode that where there are lots of android duplicates, and I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, this is, I think, kind of winking at that and maybe suggesting that Harry Mudd is, has for a long time enjoyed uh, an- android duplicate shenanigans. <laughs> that's true. That's uh, so. The I think we should start at the end because that's what the the big reveal is to talk about. So if you, I should point out if you haven't seen the Escape Artists, uh, don't listen anymore yeah. because there is a plot twist at the end uh, in which there are multiple Harry Muds and they're all androids, a la as Jason just said. Um, I Mud. I was reading someone uh, wrote a little review of this and they said they liked it up until that point because then they thought that it had it. Um, ruined the entire thing because uh, it turns out that Harry Mudd's responses were just pre-programmed in and so and everything he was saying wasn't true and that is not how I took it at all no not at all uh, uh, I, I took it as uh, you know there's a long history in Star Trek of people kind of imprinting their consciousness on mm-hmm. androids and then the androids react the way that they would and I totally think Harry this is how Harry Mudd acts this is how the Harry Mudd androids act so I didn't think it was a cheat at all no and and he's I, I was thinking about it as I was watching it a second time that I think Harry has this system where he he's figured out how he can invest obviously some money in a bunch of android duplicates of him he can program them again just well enough for them to beg for their life or mm-hmm. try to wheedle their way just not even convincingly but just enough to basically keep things in the air until uh he can get away with the money and they can't find him and so all all it really needs to do is like be to scan tell a few stories have a few techniques up to and including begging um <laughs> and and at that point it's gone on long enough that um that they've gotten away. And and so I don't think this is a particularly sophisticated Harry Mudd bot, but I do imagine that he programmed it with all of his techniques and stories of his own various uh various escapes over the years uh or attempts. And so, you know, yeah, I, I don't think it's a 
a cheat at all. Um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a funny twist. It was not that I I I figured there was going to be a twist when they got on the Federation starship at the end. I mm-hmm. didn't figure that that would be the twist is that he's a he is a fake harry mud i thought there would be something else where harry again that harry is one step ahead of of everybody uh but no this was he i mean he was but in <laughs> a was, different way yeah exactly uh and, and, and i should point out that uh well i'll say right now that this was in fact my favorite short trek i, I agree think, just because it's so it's so much fun it's funny uh, it's funny it's all funny. the way through it's funny mm-hmm and I liked how they started with the, uh, I like the music. They changed the music up a little bit mm-hmm. to make it kind of 70s, 60s kind of uh Yeah, it's got a little, sound. Uh, yeah, it got a little loungy kind of vibe to it because it's the mm-hmm. Harry Mud <laughs> lounge theme where he's having kippers on a, or whatever, jippers on a jippers beach. Jippers on a beach. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, and uh, Rain Wilson, we've talked about this before when he was on Discovery as uh, uh, Harry Mudd in, in the two episodes that he appears in. I think that he was, so Harry Mudd is a ridiculous character. Yes. Harry Mudd could very easily not work, um, and and yet I think Rain Wilson manages to make him convincing, still a ridiculous character, but a convincing r- ridiculous character. Yeah, and I think ridiculous convincing in in our modern tv context and still harry mm-hmm. mud like still really kind of hearkening back to roger c carmel in the original series in those two episodes and i i enjoy watching him and i enjoyed watching him here because it's just it is harry mud doing his thing we get a lot of funny lines as he begs for his life in various ways <laughs> to the te- to the grumpy tellerite, tellerite who has taken uh, possession yes. of him <laughs> Um, we got lots of like uh, some description of Tellarite romance, you know, <laughs> bristly beards and tusks. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, my I'll polish favorite, your uh, tusks. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, there are lots of great lines there when they uh, transport over to the 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 Federation ship, uh, and he says, "I must apologize for this space homunculus." I, I laughed uh, yeah. just because that's something Harry. I imagine Harry Mudd mm-hmm. would say, uh, and as soon as he said it, I was like, "Yep, that's some that's a Harry Mudd." thing yeah uh, the the person who wrote this uh episode is the person who will be writing the star trek uh animated series I, uh, th- okay so this yeah. is the guy who did uh tng yep. eighth season the twitter mm-hmm. account which and now he's going to be executive producing the animated comedy that they're doing and it is i mean it's another reason to to look forward to that because i thought this <laughs> mm-hmm. was just funny throughout all the like the lines like every opportunity there was to do something uh, do a joke i love the i love the intercutting to his other yes uh, his other times i enjoyed the weird like castle that he's where he's suspended in the air uh, with the orions, <laughs> with the orions right and he's like they'll be green with envy well greener and then and then he like talks the one idiot into oh, yes. his plan and then the woman walks in the door and she's like there's a camera, dude. What's your problem? It was great. <laughs> so good. So good. Yes. And he's like, yeah, you'll be rich. You can wear a cape because rich <laughs> right. people can do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. Rich people. You can wear a cape because rich people can do whatever they want. And nobody says anything. That's the, that's how you can wear a cape. That was, uh, right. that was a great moment. Um, I'll also point out that at the very end, if I don't know if you noticed this, um, two mm-hmm. little Easter eggs that I loved. One is on, on the real Harry Mudd's ship. When he we revealed that the 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 tall woman bounty hunter who or who has been selling Harry Mud around the galaxy uh, is <laughs> Harry Mud, uh, but in, in in that ship on that bridge, there's uh, the Mona Lisa is there. Yes, <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. 
Um, so is the the uh, the time travel helmets that he wore. I guess it's not the helmet didn't do the time travel, but the helmet he was right. wearing when he was time traveling is on the bridge as well. Yeah, that 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 was really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there were just like lots of little funny. Uh, funny tidbits. Um, the other one is that when they, when the really put upon officer from the Federation starship, which I really liked, like he's my favorite the Starfleet second, officer. The second time you watch it, you, you and he sighs. You're like, oh, now I know why he is sighing. <laughs> right? Like another one of these. Follow me. Um, he takes him to the room that's got all the various uh, Harry Muds, some of which have already lost their limbs and things like that. The Harry Mud androids. Um, one of them is wearing the big uh, yes. like epaulets and all that, which is like what Harry Mud wore in i mud mm-hmm. um so I, I i'm not sure if any of them is wearing the pirate outfit that he was wearing in mud's <laughs> women but possibly but they, they, they're, they're easter eggs here and there that i liked I, I enjoyed that reveal i also enjoyed the fact that the the harry mud androids seem to be having a great time talking to themselves yes. which is something that you would think harry mud would sure would, harry mud you get the sense he's the kind of guy that thinks he is the most entertaining person in any room for sure and he'd much rather be talking to himself than anybody and else telling so. his stories right so presumably yes. they've got those 15 different stories or whatever that they can tell and they all just tell them to each other endlessly <laughs> and they laugh at them and they uh yeah uh they get caught in a jipper loop uh and, and every they, now they, and then you get caught in in the uh, in the jipper on the beach loop and that's and that, right that's a great moment and i thought um we uh, one of our recurring themes here in the short track episodes that we've done is how cheap they are, or at mm-hmm. least how cheap the first one was. <laughs> but first every one, yeah, first one Man. was was like no budget. But everyone has they've seemed to have spent more money on them. And this one not only does it have uh, uh, you know a, a cast, but like the multiple Harry Mud shots were really well done like you know they they had um and not just the one in the closet on that starship but also on the bridge where he's got all the hairy muds uh mm-hmm. do, doing his bidding and dusting and bringing him drinks and things like that um and the hairy mud head that's on the <laughs> on the lab table and you see him walking in the background while there's a hairy mud i mean there was a lot of hairy mud all all around this and i thought it looked really good too and plus they use yeah i mean they've got their discovery set they had other sets though they're like multiple sets because they have all those different times that he's begging for his life i just i was i was very impressed i thought this was a um i i had no questions about the production values of this episode at all neither did i and i think that that's it makes me wonder what happened with that first episode and if they just were like what we need to do we we need to we have a this bucket of money for these four things. So this first one, let's start has small to be super and see cheap. how much it costs. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll build from there. Yeah, because that's uh, Tilly and the right. and the alien girl on the empty ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not much of a story there no. either. So no. it's like I don't even understand uh, what I would. Well, I, I'm not a network executive, so I'm not even going to imagine uh, the the thought that goes into how they release these in the order and things. So I guess you don't want to. You wouldn't want the Tilly one to be the last one because right. that would be. A, a letdown. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's kind of no, managing they, expectations. They ramped it up, and, is what they did yeah. over over the course of these. Um, it but was. it was, yeah. This this one, I was I was delighted. This was a really fun little thing. I think this is a good example. Like you wouldn't, if you could take this much hairy mud in like a whole episode, right? Yeah. But <laughs> um, but and it would be a lot. But you could do it. But this is almost like the B plot of an episode or something like that. Yes. That they just took out and said, let's just do a a, a bit of uh, funny hairy mud business, and it is fun, and it's like a great use of a fifteen minute kind of time slot to do something like this. Yeah, I think it's perfect, and and I do enjoy the the flashbacks, and that we see him get kicked in the face by Klingon. That's always fun. Yeah, uh, 
you know, and so my, my question to you though, Jason, is do you think that this means that we'll see Harry Mudd in season two of Discovery? So I would love it if we see Harry Mudd in season two of Discovery. I was thinking maybe this means we won't. I, oh. I was thinking that maybe they planned their story for this season and realized they did not have a place for Rain Wilson and that they said, why don't we make one of the shorts about Harry Mudd so that we can have him continue our relationship with him, people like him. We can we can do that. So if I had I don't know anything, I haven't read anything about this, right. but if that was that either. was my read was that maybe this is all we get of Harry Mudd this season. And so, you know, they, they were like, we got to give get him back somehow, but he doesn't fit in our plans. If he does fit in their plans, then great. I mean, we know that the Saru episode is, uh, you know, it is heavily implied that we will be seeing those, the, you know, his planet again this season. They've said that, I think, publicly somewhere. Um, so that feels like a seasonal sort of backstory for this season. Harry Mudd, I don't know. I don't know. That's. I mean, if they weren't planning on having him in the season, I think this is a good way to keep him around, even though he's not part of their story arc. Yes, I hope. I. I, I think that um, I would welcome more Harry Mudd yeah. because Rain Wilson is so great as Harry Mudd. I do think that he could also. Like you just said, that this is the perfect amount of Harry Mudd. I think that's true. I wouldn't want him to be uh, like turn into. Maybe like the Borg in uh, Voyager, where they just come coming back and back yeah. to the Borg, that, and then you're kind of like enough with the Borg. Then again, I mean, I have we have heard that they they're trying to be a little bit lighter. That d- trailers, notwithstanding, that this season oh, is meant trailers. to be a little bit lighter than last season, which was pretty heavy and dark. And I'll just point out that the Klingons killed and ate the camp captain in the first two hour episodes. So uh, dark is what I'm it saying. Dark. <laughs> uh, one way to lighten a season of Star Trek Discovery is to have your ship run into a con perpetrated by Harry Mudd and have a little levity as they have to unravel the mess that Harry Mudd has made. So maybe if you want to lighten up the, the, the story a little bit, you can throw Harry Mudd into the mix and I think that would be fun. Um, but if they don't, then I'm glad we got this, which is just pure distilled uh, Harry Mudd nonsense. And uh, yeah, like they, they, did a, they did a really good job. I agree. And I, I even, uh, Harry Mudd is a great character because of, he is a character who is so unlike, uh, the other Federation people that we see. He doesn't like the Federation. Uh, he has oh, a couple of lines in here about the, the Federation resist- tax man. Uh, and yeah, the he does the resistance. I'm part of the resistance. Up. I've never heard of the resistance. That's because it's a secret resistance. <laughs> okay. He's just been inventing a resistance that doesn't exist because the stupid Federation is, they're trying to take over and we're going to resist them and we need money. Uh huh. That's sure. Right. Give us money. We yeah. can make the money. No, uh, the, the, his complaints about the tax man. I also liked the, the, uh, I don't have any money. I am rich. Like that he'll, he'll do, say, whatever he needs to say and i did wonder you know i've always assumed that harry does not have money that he he any money he makes he spends um in in ill-advised ways (laughs) and is always Mm -hmm. on the grift for more money because he will sort of drink or make bad investments or whatever his way through all of the money that he does bilk people out of and that that's the truth of of harry mudd yes i feel like harry mudd is the kind of character who has had a lot of money <laughs> and continues yes. to need a lot of money yes. but does not have a lot of a money. lot of money has passed through his hands on its way elsewhere i think yeah. yes uh yeah. and, and i do uh and I, uh, yeah and to your point about him saying whatever you want there are many uh, 
great examples of him kind of you know trying one tact and then immediately switching to uh-huh. another like when he's uh, begging the the tellerite and then uh the tellerite looks at him and and says two to beam over and he immediately switches to cursing him out and they beam out to, yeah. and it gets kind of bleeped and i thought that was great yeah the actually the um when watching it again i thought that that um plays well into the idea that these are also programmed androids that they've got their set of different techniques and if one <laughs> right, doesn't just, work it just moves on to the next one run. then again harry mudd may also do that so you know yeah i feel like he's the kind of guy that has uh, multiple angles that he will quickly switch right, to right. like he, he said, he's I'm a not, man I, of conviction i'm not above begging i'll beg and then he begs for a while like i'll do whatever <laughs> I can I offer you money? Uh, I'll help find your cudgel. I like the idea, too, that this is, I mean, ultimately what this story is about is that this guy's a con man. And although it's fun to tell the stories of the cons and the times that he gets away with it, this episode is all concerned with when he gets caught. <laughs> How do you talk yourself out, if you can, of the situation once you've been caught? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And time and time again, he has been caught. Uh, <laughs> also, we get, mean, a, I, we get a bounty hunter who doesn't remember where she parked. And that <laughs> that made me laugh. That was a very funny gag where, where first off, he says she's short and she says, uh, I'm av- average height. It's not my problem that you are ridiculously weak, which made me laugh. <laughs> and then um, and then she goes down and pulls him down an alleyway. And then there's like the sound of cans and things. And then they come back out because she really doesn't. She, he's totally she, right. She doesn't know where her ship is. It's great. She doesn't yes but she's still and that's the thing you know one of the things i like about harry mudd is that even when he is clearly not in control of the situation he tries to wrest control in any way he can absolutely uh, and and that's what he he does and that's the that scene i think sums it up perfectly because mm-hmm. he is he's chained to a like uh, a yoke and she's dragging him through this uh, sewer technology sewer yeah. or something i don't know uh and and yet still he's like uh i know what's going on you've lost your shit yeah. <laughs> the uh yeah it's it's uh it's good it's it's all good i like that he also mentions the reference to discovery that we get is the uh the, oh, his, his conviction the for penetrating a space whale he's like you kind of had to be there <laughs> it's great <laughs> Yep. Uh, yes. Well, this is, I think that we, we can sum it up by saying this is a great episode. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And we've Kudos. got, um, and then, you know, so Thursday release for all of these and the, uh, the premiere of season two is, as we uh, record this, basically two weeks away. It's on January 17th. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it we- looks to me, I'm starting to suspect that uh, every episode will be dropped on the evening of uh of a thursday a evening thursday. basically at whatever uh nine 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 thirty, 30? something Is like that, that eastern uh weird time and uh so i guess i guess we'll be back here in a couple of weeks and we're gonna yes. we're gonna do this thing um and if we if we don't have anything else going on we'll try to do our recaps uh and reviews right here on on thursday night if not we'll try to catch up on friday i suppose yeah i think so so you I and i are thursday uh, night uh, pals for the next uh, 13 weeks or something like that jason i like to think that we're always thursday night pals just so we don't speak sometimes i think we're pals every day and night oh, we'll see like but you've, you've won up me but we'll, t- we'll talk uh we'll talk about it on thursday nights i think that's right and uh, maybe we'll be sipping jippers on a beach i think we almost certainly will 